per hour with no degree required. If you're safety focused with a passion for great service, you've got what it takes to move your career forward at CSX. Apply at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were laying on the horn while driving, let me say it again. Are you a race car driver? Because if you are, you're in the wrong car and you took a wrong turn off the track a while ago. And all those cars you're trying to pass all save money with Progressive Snapshot, while you probably don't. So who's really winning? And if you did hear it the first time, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie's walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that scoring-wise is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Pelicans taking on the Clippers tonight. 7 o'clock. Can they get a win before they head on out of town and take on the Nets? The Celtics on Monday. Over at 11.30. We won't have a show because the game is at 11.30. And um, so we'll see you again on Tuesday. Uh, obviously tomorrow. But then um, New York on Thursday. On that one. Now, earlier today there was some news from the NBA. It was a trade, Jordan. There was. You seem to think it's a big deal. I, you know, it is what it is. I don't think it's a huge deal. I just think it's Uh, another storyline. That's that's not at all how you put it actually earlier. Because you um, were convinced in a handful of ways that that, um, this is something that could happen further on down the line or something. I don't know. I mean, why? That's for the national media and phone callers from... New York. Mm-hmm. What, what happened today? Cam Reddish was fr- from the Hawks, was mm-hmm. traded to your New York Knicks. Why is that important? Well, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish were teammates over at Duke. And? Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe what? Zion might want to Here we go. get the band back together. Per the national media, not me. I'm just, I'm just the messenger. They're really talking about this nationally. It was born before our show. Really? Or your show. Huh. Sorry. I'll get that right. <sighs> I wish Jordan wasn't right. What you have now is the Knicks getting younger. And what you also have is Zion Williamson sitting in New Orleans going, Here we go. Hey, guys, can I play? So it's just Zion saying, uh, yeah. Let I, the speculation begin, Bart Scott. I'll take three more pole boys. That's what he's saying? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no. going to eat. I'm going to eat. He's like, I ain't Cam, playing Cam, basketball here. Cam, how'd you get out of Atlanta that easy? Unbelievable. 
I, I can't even. I... Cam, here's the problem. That's a national radio show. Well, and all of that. See, my brain Hawks. stopped. My brain stopped when he said he's sitting anywhere. You're absolutely right. He's sitting, not playing. And actually, it's not New Orleans for all I know. I don't know. I see photos of him in town, yet he's supposed to be in Portland. Let me tell you what he, where he better not be. Mm. You brought this up last hour and I moved on, but the more I think, I'm telling you. I think he's going to be there. If that dude shows up to that Knicks game, I don't even know how you try to not sell Pels fans on what that would mean. Because he ain't the Smoothie King Center when Brandon Ingram's knocking a game winner. You may not want to turn the show on on Friday if that happens. I won't need any show prep on that one. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to allow myself to go there. That's a week away, and I'm not even worried. It's not happening, Jordan. Why did you bring that into fruit? Why did you bring that into existence in the universe? You actually think that guy would show up at that game? He said he he loves. The I mecca understand of the mecca of basketball. Fantastic, the same mecca that's booing their best player from last year that got him into the playoffs for the first time in forever. You weren't born. See what you did. You know what? Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Did the Pels practice yesterday? They did. Okay. Did they speak afterwards? They did. Do you want to hear from some guys that spoke? That are actually there, yeah. yes. How about... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do find it interesting. We've been giving grades with the New Orleans Saints and everything, and there's a lot of belief and hope that, look, this team's going to get there. Why? They trust Sean Payton. Here's what I found interesting after practice yesterday. W- w- Willie Green got a text. Did you text him? I didn't text no. him. Did Daniel Salerson text him? You think he has Willie Green's number? Absolutely. Probably. The graph, maybe? A little text here I- and there? I believe so. Nice job, coach, after that win. Uh, head coach Sean Payton did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean and I have been texting, and they're in a similar position. Where we're in a similar position this season where they had a ton of injuries and um, I thought they did. He did an amazing job. His staff, um, with what they had, you know, the guys that they had, and, you know, they went out every game and they still competed. You can tell that they their preparation was off the charts. And you know, I'm trying to learn some nuggets from what the Saints were doing. And he and I have been texting a little bit back and forth. And like he said, talking about our defense. And anytime we teams can defend. And they play hard and they compete. You give yourself an opportunity to win games. And that's kind of what I took from those conversations. So I find that interesting in a very good way, right? Again, hey, who better to to, to go back and forth with? How are you handling this? I I, I actually think and what I love, and it goes back to the video that we aired when we brought in Fletcher and said, hey, um, you're tweeting out there that a name you're hearing is Willie Green, remember? And we found that video from Sun's training camp. And in it, he spoke about how he believes as a head coach, you have to learn. You ask, you ask every, you try to learn. You don't know anything. You, you ask and you try to figure out what works and you talk to people. I love that. It makes perfect sense. You legitimately have a guy that, like he said, is going through the same similar things where he is with injuries. How do you handle it? I mean, it's two different sports, 
but how you handle your team, how you keep them motivated, how you keep them engaged. One of the other things that he talked about yesterday was how do you keep guys positive when your minutes change? And sometimes your minutes change for the worse, and sometimes you get more minutes. Let's be honest. It's how people are ready for that. I said yesterday, one of the things that I love about this guy is, because you mentioned Gary Clark was in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it's sort of the next man up mentality that Sean Payne has created with the Saints. You have to create a legit belief that next man up exists. And Sean Payton this year said, hey, if you're in the building and you have a locker, as in you're on the team and you're on a roster, whether it's, and he said it, the practice squad or the active roster, you're going to probably play at some point this year. Because of injuries, COVID, suspect, whatever. I mean, he said it. He's like, if you're in the building, I'm acting like you're going to play. So you have to prepare for that. But you have to create that environment where they legitimately feel, hey, coach is going to call me. And then if that's the case, he's going to have that same trust. And I brought up Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon went in, and I did not feel that Sean Payne went, all right, hold on. No, we can't call this. Those players are gone. It was literally okay. You're my quarterback. Call this play and run it. And I actually think there's more passing options because of Trevor than Taysom. Just a little further along in the developmental stage in terms of, you know, reading defenses. But you have to create that environment. So I, I love hearing that Willie Green's going back and forth with Sean. You know, I do. Um, Willie Green on keeping guys engaged with good Uncle Earl. Um, having conversations with, with them, you know, periodically about where they are, um, what they're doing well, what we can improve on. But more importantly, we, guys are going to make mistakes. Uh, as long as it's not effort mistakes, we're okay with that. Um, you know, Nikhil will take a couple shots. It's tough. That happens. Uh, but as long as his intent and those guys' intent is to, to make the next best play or make the right plays, we can live with it. Again, going to what Brandon Ingram and other players say, Josh Hart, confidence in me. Yeah, and then kind of what I was saying to you during one of the breaks, but it seems like in past years, coaches would just put the best players out on the court and to close out games, but that doesn't always work. There's always someone that could be better on your bench that maybe isn't as mm-hmm. good as one as as one of your better guys um at either defending or you know keeping track of a Damian Lillard type guy um closing in on just different three-point shooters i think there's like different situations and Willie Green has really picked that up early on in his career it seems like where hey we're not just going to rely on you know our best players but if you can play this situation better than you know we think you can that i I think that helps closing out these games like they have been in the uh past couple of weeks uncle earl thank you for giving us a buzz what you got bud hey goose real quick uh i know i called earlier man look it seems like the the same thing with the pelicans every year right and we complained about the same things and we and we complained about ad and all that stuff but look goose when he was there right that's when we had, man, sellout crowd. We was in the playoffs, and I guess we had Chris Paul, right, with him. And, and maybe the, the other guy, he was a big defensive guy. I can't, I can't think of his name, but 
they need to get back to that goose, right? Or are we gonna be we're gonna be talking? We talk about the same stuff with them every year with these young Chandler. guys. They might be mm-hmm. good players, but man, you're not gonna get over the top, right? And 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 Zion's not seeing; he's not even on a damn field. I mean, on a court. So it's gonna be the same thing, right, Goose? Every year, all oh, these young kids. Oh, this one's playing a little better. This and that. So you get some big time players mm-hmm. in there, right? I mean. Am I wrong on that, Goose, or what? I mean, when we had AD, a couple of them other guys, right, Jordan? Man, they, they, gave, they gave Golden State a, a, a little run, you know, at least the first couple no, of games. Well, of the here, here's the thing, and I understand it all kind of blends or bleeds together, and it, it's kind of right. hard to separate. Look, I mean, you've had three you know, pretty good players. And I'll throw Baron Davis in towards the end of his career there as well. Then Chris Paul. And then Anthony Davis, and and I'm not ready to put Zion there. You say I, I've seen him in 90 games. No, okay, no way. So, but there's a potential. But my thing is this: with all of those, there were different situations, and that that brought that to a close or an end or whatever. And I do think, and again, it's the hope that you don't continue to repeat history. Right, Earl? I mean, mm-hmm. the hope is this franchise is obviously they don't want to be in the lottery again. They don't want to be in the situation where, no. as you just said, here we go again with young players and stuff. It's one of the reasons that they, you know, when you talk to Andrew Lopez or others, they, that's part of the reason that they, they, they battle in that you, you, you don't want to continue to get young draft picks and do all those things because you're waiting for them to develop. Very rarely do you get a Herbert Jones. A guy out of college, that's he's an NBA player out of college, right? That like that just doesn't happen. Right. You more often than not get Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker, guys that are going to take a couple of years to develop. I mean, that's where you are in the NBA today. I mean, that's just what it is. Trey Young's fantastic right now. Trey Young wasn't Trey Young like that in the first three years. I mean, he just wasn't. No, um, no way. So I mean, Buddy Heald no. here wasn't Buddy Heald no. how he is in Sacramento. So just it takes. Some time. It takes time. And takes, and the thing is, you, you want to sprinkle some vets. And I think the difference this year is, I think Valanchunas, instant upgrade, absolutely. Sprinkle the vet there, right? I think Graham's a nice sprinkle of the vet there. And it it you just, you need everybody together. You need them to play. And and, that, and that's the yeah. thing. And that's why, you know, it's frustrating. But I, I hey, don't Joseph, think it's going to be the MB, like Is the NBA kind of go, going away from the – don't you agree they need a big man or, or teams that kind of just run it up and down? I haven't really watched a whole lot, but are, are they kind of going away from the, you know, from the Shaq days and kick it back outside for a three, throw it back, back down in the post? Seems like we're missing a, a, a big true center, or is the NBA kind of going away from that a little bit? It is definitely know? a three-point game. It is definitely a shooting game. Big men are starting to shoot threes. That's yeah. I mean, exactly. Analytics wow. and all that. You're, you're doing that because the shot values that much. That said, it's one of the reasons I think Zion put up the numbers he did last year because you don't have that many centers and big men down there to contend and compete with, which is why he was so dominant. And the paint had those numbers. Got to hit the brakes. We can bring in the voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Ty Graffinini. Not a problem, Earl. Enjoyed it. We'll take a quick break and we'll bring him in and we'll ask him some of these questions. We come back next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> Chill alone, I met some other mamma, and I'm a man. Fick me, I could tell her, mamma, and I'm a man. Fick me, I could tell her, mamma, and I'm a man. Fick me, I could tell her, mamma, and I'm a man. Fick me, I could tell her, mam
DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Galvalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Waiting for the breakdown. There it is. As always, we appreciate the time. Given it to us by the man himself. The myth. The legend. The voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Rumble, young man! Three tenths of a second left, inbound Beverly, half court shot! No good! Ball game! There he is. Todd, have you recovered from that, sir? How how, are you feeling? How's the voice? We're good? Voice is fine, man. (laughs) Uh, It's my first rodeo. It's all good. No, it was not, man. What a a game, Gus. I mean, that, that might have been the game of the year. I mean, you think about it. Minnesota had come in, won four in a row. They had scored 276 points in the previous two games, which was a franchise record. They had 141 points the game before and 136 the one previous. You know what was the best part? I mean, obviously winning the game was one thing. You know what the best part about that game was the other night? I didn't think that there was any chance the Pelicans would get into a type of shootout, you know, literally an all-star type game with no defense whatsoever, and beat a team like Minnesota because that's exactly the way Minnesota wants to play. And you know what? You out-Minnesoted Minnesota. Minnesota. It was was awesome. 33 assists, 
28 fast break points for the Pelicans to eight for the Timberwolves. You did to them exactly what they want to do to you. And, uh, you know, that that's just one of many things. You could, I mean, we could go all night about that game the other night. I mean, look, Minnesota's tough. They are tough. They've got scores all over the place. I mean, you saw what Anthony Edwards did, you know, in the fourth quarter. He took the game over for them, but he's capable of doing that. Right. Carl Anthony Towns is capable of taking games over. But it's good to know that when it gets down to it, we got a guy that can do it as well in Brandon Ingram. Uh, I know it's, you know, been a little inconsistent for him in his three-year career with the Pelicans for the end of ball games, but you know he's capable of doing it, Justin. It's, I, you just had to feel so awesome for Brandon the other night, uh, basically putting the team on his back, making six threes, and, of course, the you know the 30-footer at the end to win it. One of the things, too, in that game, and as I've suggested highly to people, I, I love Antonio Daniels' commentary, JD and you as well with Joel. So I'll, I'll have both on and I do have you on the app, especially when it's close and, and I know it's, it could be a potential game winner. I want to hear it from you. So listening though to the way you guys dissected and talked about the in-game coaching decisions that Willie Green is doing, um, you know, moving Valanciunas off of his player and just different aspects of it out of time, you know, out of timeout plays. Just there's so many things that. He's doing to Jordan brought up a couple games ago where Brandon Ingram said he went to coach. Hey, this game plan isn't working. We need to try something else. And Willie said, all right, well, what do we do? Like that's the kind of stuff, man, that normally more experienced coaches are doing. Are, are we starting to see really uh, uh, why Steve Kerr a couple of years ago said that he thought Willie Green was going to be a star? Yeah, I think so, Gus. I mean, look, he's, remember, he's still learning. As we go, he's 41 games into his NBA head coaching career. The season is literally halfway over. But we are seeing these adjustments. We are seeing these really solid plays out of timeouts. And uh, I hate saying it, but well done, Jordan Kleber. I mean, picking up uh, after the game yesterday, picking up that Gary Clark was in the game defensively at the end. Um, again, not too bad for a two-way player that uh, that you that you put on this team, you know, about three three and a half four weeks ago. So, um, look, he's just trying to piece it together here, get the right combinations, especially defensively. And um, no, it, it's just been it's just been a pleasure to watch. And again, it, it, I think it's also refreshing to know if Willie Green isn't afraid to ask, you know, the opinion uh, of of a player like Brandon Ingram or get the opinions from his assistant coach. He's not afraid to do something like that. The ego's not big enough. He just wants to win. And whatever gives him the best chance to put guys in the right positions to win, he's going to do it. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun to watch and it's been a lot, very refreshing to see. Todd, you play a Clippers team that's right at the A seed on the, you know, the cusp of the play in tournament uh, or being out of it from the seventh seed. Uh, it's, it's kind of another statement game for the New Orleans Pelicans. What do you kind of want to see tonight? They're, the Clippers 21 and 21. They're at 500. What can the Pelicans do tonight? I know a lot of players are available, Jose Alvarado, and like you were saying, Gary Clark. Um, what, what, what are the minutes looking like for those guys and just the team? What, what do you see the rotation looking like? Well, the first thing, Jordan, is the, the Clippers are not at full strength. As a matter of fact, they're not even close to being at full strength. they got a lot of guys out due to injury and health and safety protocols. 
Now, obviously, Kawhi Leonard is still out from his torn ACL a year ago, but Paul George is not available as well. Now, that guy can literally take a game over and win it. So you don't have Kawhi Leonard and you don't have Paul George. But if you're a Pelicans fan, you cannot relax. They've got guys that can score the basketball. Now, that being said, they won one of those peach basket games two nights ago, mm-hmm. Gus, that we were talking about uh, earlier. After uh, our game was over, I went to my favorite watering hole just to kind of unwind, and the uh, Clippers-Nuggets game was on NBA TV, and I literally had to do a double take <laughs> because I saw the score, and I and – I, I had to get it through my mind that what I was looking at as far as the score goes wasn't actually a halftime score. Right. It was 41 to 28 Denver. And I looked at the screen again and said, wait a second, that says halftime. The Clippers had 28 points at the half against the Nuggets. Wow. But they came back and won. And as a matter of fact, it's the only team in the last 20 years that trailed the game by 25 and won the game without scoring 90. They won 87 to 85. Wow. But they were able to come back. The thing about the, that the, what the Pelicans have over the Clippers right now is, first of all, for whatever reason, and there's that, uh, there's that saying again, That's for saying. whatever reason, um, the Pels have matched up very, very well with the Clippers, won the last four meetings, and that's even when they were at full strength with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So the Pels play very well against the Clippers. The other thing is, for the most part, you've got two guys on the injury list. It's Zion Williamson and Kyra Lewis. You've got everybody available for the first time, basically, since the season started, I think. Um, You have them big time in the depth department. So you might be able – I'm going to say this. If you come out tonight and play with the same amount of energy – and passion that you mm-hmm. did against the Minnesota Timberwolves two nights ago, there's no way that the Clippers can keep up with you. There's no way. Um, just because they don't have the depth to, to keep up with you. So, it's you know, every game's a different deal, though, guys. I mean, are you going to come – are you going to back that game up right. the other night with, with a dud tonight? You know, you this is a don't-take-a-step-back game. Ooh, I like that. So I like much, that. Okay. You built so much momentum up from Minnesota um, – and you know what? And you think about what happened on Sunday against Toronto. You're this close to winning that game. You're playing your best basketball of the year. It, you you have the advantage on paper against the Clippers. But look, as we know any team with Eric Bledsoe on it, baby, they are dangerous. Uh, you got about three and a half minutes here, so. I want to get two quick things in though. For starters, I, mean, I didn't even get a laugh out of that. I mean, come on, guys. I. I, I'm in game mode, dude. I, I'm with you because I, I wanted to ask you what is your statement. Is there an Eric Bledsoe tribute video tonight? That's, that's what I want to know. I, I, Actually, I'd laugh at that. Dude, I, I, mean, I brought up Kobe Fleener earlier today. Oh, I have, man. I have wiped my brain from certain players, wow. Todd. I, I, I wiped my brain from certain Bledsoe players. Was and, very instrumental in that massive comeback two nights ago, by the way. Anyway, you, you know he's going to drop 45 tonight, right? Should we should we start betting on DraftKings or sooner than rather than no? Here here's what I wanted to ask you because I give me a statement that you would make through 41 games in the Pels. Mine is they've given knew, me a reason to you, watch. I yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to ask me this. I okay. can't put it into one statement. I'm just going to say this: you're in the mix. 
And you're okay, well, there it is. You're in the mix. And okay. You're, and you're going to play mean, and you're going to play meaningful basketball for the last 41 games of the season. I, I, I know. I, I swear to myself, I'm not going to do this because mm-hmm. this is Daniel Salerson and Jim Eichenhofer's department. Because I literally have looked at the standings one time <laughs> this year, just because our record has not warranted me looking right. at the standings. Mm-hmm. But the cold hard facts are, Gus that the Pelicans are a game and a half out of the 10th spot. Game and a half. That's what I said. That's the record isn't who they say you are. So at some point, at some point in the very near future, I'm not going to do it, but I know my teammates are going to do it uh, because they do it every night. They are scoreboard watching. I mean, you got to see what Portland's doing. You got to see what San Antonio's doing. You got to see what Sacramento's doing. And all it takes, and we found this out when the Pelicans went on a modest, modest, Four-game winning streak, you're going to jump up because these teams are beating each other up. There's more parity this right. year than I've ever seen in the three years that I've been in the league, at least. There's a lot of parity just because you don't know who's going to be in and out of the lineup every night. And a lot of the time, the, the major stars of all these teams are not playing for one reason or another, be it injury, be it COVID, or, or what have you. Teams are beating each other up. I mean, the Memphis 10-game winning streak, that's an outlier, mm-hmm. you know, they are playing very well, yes. But, I mean, does any Pelicans fan fear the Memphis Grizzlies? I surely don't. I mean, they've never been able to beat us in three years. So, look, the two elite teams in the West are Phoenix and Golden State. We know that. Memphis is playing very, very well. But you look at any of these other teams, you can go in there and win every single night as long as you're playing solid basketball. And that's what the Pelicans are doing. They are giving themselves a chance to win each and every night. And, oh, by the way, I know you guys realize the Pels were 1-9 starting this season in clutch situations. I mean, how many times did we talk about that last year? Uh, uh, that we have these sheep on the wall. Games. You were 6-3 and three in the last nine games in clutch games. 6-3. and three. So you're starting to finish. So you're starting to finish. And I, and I really believe that it's because of continuity and guys <coughs> very comfortable now in what role they are playing. And there's really no second-guessing what you're going to do. Guys know who are going to start. Guys know who are going to come off the bench. And I, I think guys are really starting to become comfortable in that role, and that's why you're seeing the better play and more continuity on both ends of the floor. Ty Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, as always. Appreciate the time, sir. Coming up, a couple of road trips out east. The Nets, the Celtics on uh, especially 11.30 tip time on Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and then the New York Knicks on Thursday yeah. out there in the Big so, Apple. Well, it's, yeah, interesting. Brooklyn's a better team on the road. Yeah. Um, so well, well, they won't have Kyrie Irving, so that's a good Correct. thing. Correct. <laughs> well, so that's Saturday night. And then, you know, Boston, I, I mean, there's so much smoke. They're 21-21 and 21 right now. Exactly. You don't think that's a winnable game? The Pels won there last mm-hmm. year. And, and they're course, booing everybody exactly. at, at, in the Madison Square Garden. Exactly, they're booing Julius Randle off the floor. Yeah, we just got to. So, we I just mean, can't get a fun. <laughs> we're just. We're going back. Remember, we're going back to the scene of the crime last year. Yeah, on the weekend of Doom, the Sunday afternoon. See? When Eric Bledsoe was Stop. looking the Derek, that's it. It's all the time we got. That's just, it. Why'd you I'm have to bring that? I'm just saying. I'm looking at it. 418. <laughs> I want to see the tribute, the tribute video tonight. Oh. Uh, look at the thing. Yeah. I got a tribute video way, for you. Know. I don't know if the Pels could play it, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Jesus. <laughs> it, it, it'll be filmed in beautiful 4K on my iPhone 13 in cinematic quality. In Everybody's yeah, in the huddle, and Bledsoe's looking the other way. That's, that's it. It'll, it'll, that's it'll fade out. It'll <laughs> that's your tribute video. There it is. Todd Graffanini at NT Graff. Story to follow on Twitter. Uh, appreciate the time, bud. Thank you. Thank you, Graff. All right, Jeff. See you. Eric Alexander joins us next. We'll talk a little more NFL playoffs, and we'll return on ESPN New Orleans. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Cross-court pass to Nikhil, extra pass to Vontae, left wing three. He got it at the buzzer! Ingram in the center circle, driving, he's got a seam. He's going to punch it over Anthony Edwards! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Brooklyn Nets. Saturday at 6.30 p.m., on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. Some breaking news, a bit surprising perhaps. Jordan, before we get to Eric Alexander, go ahead. Yeah, the Texans are firing Coach David Coley over mm-hmm. there in Houston. And you could almost say that's a no-win situation there. I mean, they never made up their mind what they were doing with Deshaun Watson there. That was just an absolute mess. I mean, after Deshaun Watson, that kind of ended. You really didn't hear about the Houston Texans that much. I mean, that was the big storyline for them past couple months. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Eric Alexander joins us to talk a little bit about the playoffs here as well. National champ with the Tigers. World champion with your New England Patriots at EA underscore LSU Tiger. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gustavo. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Glad you're feeling well and everybody's doing good. Um, let's get to some football, man. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what the weekend slate has, but you know what? LSU did play in the bowl game, and I never got a chance to talk to you about that bowl game. National championships taking place there as well. Any final thoughts on the Tigers season moving forward and also your thoughts on Georgia? 
winning the national championship this year? Well, I'm, as far as uh, as LSU goes, I'm glad the season's over. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, right. Couldn't, couldn't couldn't be over soon enough. But uh, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm glad that uh, that we became bowl eligible and were able to you know get those very important 15 extra bowl practices for the young guys. I mean, it's it, obviously the outcome of the bowl game. Uh, wasn't what we would have liked, but I mean, given the circumstances of you know, I mean, we, I mean, y'all, we, I'm sure y'all have talked about it mm-hmm. enough. Um, you know, they, you know, they weren't able to to make enough plays, um, and so that happened the way it did. Uh, but I mean, I just think that in this era of um, NIL and transfer transfer portal and you know, bowls are just not going to be the same. If you think all any of these bowls are going to be very competitive outside of outside of the playoffs, I mean, we're 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 really kidding ourselves. Uh, really, really kidding ourselves there. But um, yeah. But I mean, I, I, like I said, I I think the the extra bowl practices were were very important. I think Brad Davis being the interim, I think he did a you know from what I've heard in the, the press conferences throughout the preparation and. Before in post game, I, th- I think he did a hell of a job with, with what he had to work with, um, and I and I'm excited obviously for for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the national championship game, I thought it was a great game. I, I mean, um, I you know it had it it fair amount of, of momentum um, swings, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean Georgia made more plays. Um, I mean you can make it. Excuses, uh, you know, the, uh, for for Bama that they were, you know, missing some key contributors on offense, and and maybe and, and and maybe they did play into it. But I think overall, I think ultimately the the, the best team all year won that game. Right? Uh, they mm-hmm. didn't win; they lost the SEC championship game. But I think the the found found best team overall best team. Uh, for the entirety of this past season, they won. They won the national championship. So kudos to Georgia. Kudos to Kirby Smart and his 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 staff because that, I think they did a really good job of making the making the plays at the end. You know, it was just like a you know a heavyweight fight. Who was going to to lay that haymaker and who was going to get up off the mat? And we saw that Georgia started laying those haymakers towards the end of that game and, yeah. and kind of closed it out. You played on that side of the football defense, man. The thing that really stood out to me as well, the speed. I kept texting Jordan. I mean, the, I mean, that was an NFL game. My wife was sitting on the couch. And again, I don't see, say that like she don't watch football. She loves it. She just hadn't followed a lot of these teams. And we we're watching the game and she made several comments during the game. She's like, look at the size of these guys. What was it? 99? I mean, you have Georgia's size was insane. Their front seven, they could run you down. I mean, they made Bryce Young look slow. A buddy of mine goes, Bryce Young can't outrun anybody. I'm like, guys, are, are you watching the same game I watched? No one was moving laterally. No one could go east and west, man. You played defense. Is it even surprising to you how fast those players were on both sides? Well, I mean, it's the reason why Georgia was favored in the SEC championship game, right? I mean, they got some 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 big guys who can move, but I mean, it's, I'm not surprised. I mean, we've we saw it <laughs> week one versus Clemson. Like we know they have a dominating <laughs> defensive line who, who can move, but I mean, mm-hmm. 
all 11 players on, on either side of the ball, they're, pre- they're pretty fast. Yeah, I, I did see, uh, you know, those, D, those linebackers and D-linemen really just running down, uh, <clears throat> you know, the quarterback there. When, it, when you Normally you would think he would get, a, get an edge, but that's, like I said, that's why everybody was so surprised how Bama's offense performed in the SEC championship game just because of that, because they knew how dominating and how skillful, skillful the, uh, Georgia's just, you know, not only their, their front, but their, their linebackers and secondary were too. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they showed a lot of speed, uh, especially, especially for the, for the size of the defensive line. You know, they're, they're, they're not only big, but they're, they're fast and they're going to be first round draft picks, uh, coming up here pretty soon. Speak with Eric Alexander at EA underscore LSU Tiger over on Twitter, part of LSU Game Day on um, Your View now. It used to be over on CST. Natty and a world championship with the Patriots. They're in the playoffs again this year, sir. So let's kind of go through some of these games coming up. We start with the first one on Saturday, 330 NBC. Bengals, five-point favorite here. Both quarterbacks in their first playoff game. Obviously, you're familiar with Burrow and Chase. How do you see this one? Yeah, man. Um, I think. Well, you know what? This game right here, it all it all depends on Joe Burrow's health. Um, he did not play in the last game. I think he kind of banged up his ankle in the, the, the previous game. I think they they played the Chiefs, I believe, the, the week prior um, to the last game of the season. So, I, you know, I'm, I I think that if if Burrow is I mean, he doesn't. I guess he doesn't necessarily have to be a hundred percent, but you know, he has to be able to perform. I mean, that team's only going to is only going to go as far as as he does. Um, but you can't deny that the Bengals have a team that can make a make a make a run in this playoffs. I mean, offensively, they have her, they have her, the receivers, uh, and and they have a running back in in Mixon that's that's pretty good too. So. Uh, I think that um, Bengals make it out of this first round. Um, you know, I know that the Raiders are you know heating up, so to speak, and and they've made some they've 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 won some big games down the stretch to even make it to this point. But I think overall, I think the Bengals have the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with Cincy Jordan. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Bengals. Okay, Patriots and Bills. You have played in some cold games. I'm assuming it's four degrees. The uh, the forecast in Buffalo at seven fifteen. That's Central Time. Since eight fifteen out there in the East Coast, Buffalo a four point favorite. I've heard a lot of former players on ESPN national radio this week describe what it's like to play in bitter cold like that. What's the coldest game you've played in? Eric? Four degrees, right? You said, yeah. Uh. I think that asked me to support. I think that uh, it's been in the teens, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever played anything less in the. I don't think I've played in single teams. Uh, I don't think I have. But I mean, once hell, once it gets under twenty, I mean, what does it really matter? Like, <laughs> it's cold. I mean, yeah, I don't think it matters very much. Does it hurt more when you tackle? Um. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Wait, that took you a little while to answer that question. Like, he, he, he probably blocked saying, it out. He blocked it out, Jordan. He doesn't want to go back. Yeah, there. yeah, I really, yeah. You know, some things, some things in my career, like you, mm-hmm. you choose to to forget. Um, and, and you know, playing in very, very, very cold weather is just one of those things. Uh, I mean, 
mean, it, it, every, it, everything's more difficult in cold weather, right? I mean, it, I mean, breathing more difficult in cold weather. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, tackling is going to be more difficult in cold weather. Yeah, I just bring that up because so many players this week. Marcus Spears also said he's like, dude, it just hurts the entire time, you know. Yeah, and he, they're defensive players. I was like, you're the one doing the tackling, you know. Right. Uh, all right, next game, uh, sir. It is. Uh, well, I didn't ask you who's winning. Who do, who do you got? Patriots and Bills, Jason. <laughs> Oh man, this is a tough one, man. It's hard. It's hard to pull against my Patriots, okay. but I mean, I just, I mean, I mean, Josh Allen. I, I just think I don't think they're going to let what happened during the season in that game for Buffalo happen to them again. Um, but you never know. No, I mean, I mean, Bill. I mean, you know, they're scheming up something. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I mean, I just think when you when you line up these players on each team side by side, I mean, the quarterback advantage goes to Buffalo. I think um, I, I think it's fairly even when you look at secondaries. Um, so this game is really going to come down to can the Buffalo front seven stop the run? Because I think that the Patriots are going to put the going to take the ball out of Mac Jones's hands and, and, and run the ball forty fifty times. Mm-hmm. And if they can, if they have any success, they're just going to keep doing it and keep the ball out of Josh uh, Allen's hands. I mean, and so. It, 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 so, you know, if the Patriots are going to win, that's how they're going to do it. Now, will the Bills allow, them, allow that to happen? All right, down to about a minute and a half here. So let's quickly, let's just do who you think you're going to win. Eagles and Bucks, Tampa, eight and a half point favorite, noon on Sunday. Uh, I, I mean, I got to go Bucks. Okay. I, I got to go Bucks there. I mean, I, I, as much as I want to pull, I'm, a, I'm an underdog dude, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Bucks there. I think Levante David and Leonard Fournette available to come back absolutely help their chances. 49ers and Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas a three point favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean Dallas. I mean they've they've been one of the more impressive teams for most of the season outside of. Green Bay. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I uh, like I like Dallas. I like Dallas there. Yeah, I mean, they're a twelve win team, right? Steelers and Chiefs. No one giving Pittsburgh a chance. KC a twelve and a half point favorite. Are you giving Roethlisberger a chance? No, no. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. <laughs> no, man. The pass rushers. I think they're underrated for the Chiefs, man. Uh, they got some guys who can get after get okay. after the quarterback. So I mean, if, if Ben. Is holding the ball back there. I don't think he gets a lot of balls off. I think they have a lot of sacks, and and you know, obviously the Chiefs' defense is playing a whole lot better. So I got the Chiefs in that one. All right, and finally, Cardinals and Rams. L.A. four point favorite. Everyone over here in New Orleans is rooting for the Cardinals for sure. But do they win? Yeah, man. I, I just think that um, I, I think that with what the Cardinals do and and how uh, physical they like to play. And how they like to run the ball, um, and 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 Kyle Murray back there, quarterback. I, I think they, I think they have a great chance of, of I guess, upsetting the Rams here, uh, especially, especially if uh, if, if uh, the Rams. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. What's the Rams quarterback? I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, from Matt Stafford. Rams quarterback. Yeah, it's Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, George Lum. Go dogs. Uh, yeah. If. If, if he doesn't play well, I mean, I, I think the Cardinals have a great chance of, of uh, winning that game. Yeah, there he is. Eric Alexander at EA underscore LSU Tiger. Appreciate the time, sir. We'll talk again next week. Appreciate you, Eric. Absolutely, guys. Take care. Yep, for sure. Quick break. Final segment, just like that. I feel like these three hours flew by. Now. I, know, I feel like we didn't even give our grades. On we the didn't. Pelicans. We didn't get to half the stuff we needed to do. Anyway, quick break. Uh, and then Matt Rascone, the top of the hours. The Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. What you got? Well, it looks like Will Guillory mm-hmm. had the same thought process because seven minutes ago, mm-hmm. Pelicans midseason grades. He yes, mid-season put out an grades, article. Right? Brandon Ingram's on the rise. Younger players mm-hmm. are still struggling. So we'll get. Well, I guess we'll talk about that next week because we were supposed to talk about giving out midseason grades. Say, I guess a few games past midseason when we come back. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, who's the MVP of the first half? For the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Brandon Ingram, but I'd have to give honorable mention to Herb Jones. I think it is Herb Jones. Honorable mention, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram missed some games. I know Herb did as well, but... You know what I am? I'm going to say it. Where would this team be without Herb Jones? Oh, come on, Gus. What would he, don't you come on me, anything. You have literally put him to guard some of the top scorers or players in the NBA. A. B. He didn't start the season as a starter. Played so well, you legitimately learned as you went along you couldn't take him off the court. Now, I understand you can't take Brandon Ingram off the court. No one's going to score. But that story has been the same story for the last, I don't know how many seasons in New Orleans. But to your point yesterday. What you have not had in New Orleans is basically almost like a, a Bruce Bowen in the gro- in the making here. A defensive-minded guy. Again, you know why I'm giving it to him? Because in that that stretch of games where literally – Fans were asking for his jersey to be available to buy. The man literally had people in the Smoothie King Center getting up off their seats on a defensive play. Agreed. Like, I'm trying to to legitimately think how long it's been 
when's the last basketball game I've gone to where I'm going there and showing up excited? The guy had like what 16 games with the block. Like I, I to me, he's the MVP see, of the first. I see where you're going, but what do we say every single time the Pelicans play and they either have a few players injured, like Josh Hart's out of the game, or right. there's other like Jonas Valanciunas is out of the game. And well, we the always guy's say, been and we, al- we always say, the Pelicans need Bi on the court right. in order for them to win this, mm-hmm. win a game, and that's kind of been proven right throughout the season, especially throughout the past, you know, seven game stretch. I know that there was a three game losing streak, like you were saying earlier in the show, but those were the top teams in the NBA, and he gave you a chance to win um, some of those games. So, and at the same time, Brandon Ingram has been the leader the past couple of games, and you never seen that from him in previous seasons. So that's why I give him the MVP. The team's coming together, starting to form a circle around him, and hats off to Willie Green to kind of opening opening that potential from Brandon Ingram this year. Okay. What do, what do you all think? It'd be fun to kind of go back and forth on this a little bit here as well. So I think they're both just as equally as important moving forward. Obviously, Brandon Ingram is your score. He's your I think guy. Herb I Jones mean, is going to be here for the foreseeable future. Well, I, I said it, and again, why I'm giving him the, the award. Because I said, I think earlier this week, he's a starter. Like, forever. I don't know about forever. But really? You're taking him off the court? Well, no, you're saying forever. like that's... With the Pelicans right now, I'm saying like he, barring... He turns 30 or something and he slows down. You think he's going to get worse? No, he's going to get better. He's, he's, he's going to get better. There's only room to grow for him. He, he's a starter for the, for the foreseeable future. I mean, there's no way he's not. Right? Agreed. Do they win tonight? I think they do. They win tonight, but it's a close one. I think there's a win's a win coming off of, you know, a high win. Close out or hold on, right? Didn't we have that argument this week? Exactly. Sports Hangover, appreciate you for tuning us in. Matt Muscodin after further review is next on ESPN New Orleans. on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash and